0: Welcome to You, But More Powerful. I'm your host, Rhiannon, and this is your go-to podcast for raw and expansive messages from health, fitness, business, and mindset, and as always, with a little bit of fun sprinkled in. My purpose is to help you step into your most powerful self and build your dream life. You'll gain clarity, connection, and confidence with a whole lot of practical skills along the way. I know you're in exactly the right place to level up, build the body, mindset, and life you absolutely love and thrive in. Let's go. Good morning and welcome back to another episode on the You But More Powerful podcast. And this is a solo episode yet again, and I plan to do a lot more of these that are short and sharp and to the point where you're going to have some real tangible things to go away and work on. And so, by the end of this episode, you should have a better understanding around your attachment with the scale and some questions or reflections or things that you can work on and look at and be like, okay, how do I overcome this? How do I change this, I guess, relationship, if we call it that? Now, let's dive in. So, most men and women come to me with the aim to lose fat, okay, and increase muscle mass. And sometimes they describe this as They want to tone up. Okay. So, my goal is to have my ladies and my gents fearless, right? This means working through any barriers that will stop them from living their best life and getting the results that they know that they deserve. Now, I've had the conversation around scale weight way too many times to count. Okay. And I often dig a little bit deeper in the consultation process when someone says to me that they want to lose weight. Okay. And I often like ask them the question in terms of weight loss, are we really talking around fat loss or are we just talking specifically around weight loss? And I often will reflect this back in a way to, and I encourage you to reflect on this now, if you were the exact same scale weight as you are right in this moment, but you were significantly stronger, more energized, fitter, faster, visibly more leaner, more muscle mass, would that be okay with you? Now, 9.9 times out of 10, the answer is yes. Now, this isn't to disregard that we may still have some physique results uh, that we want to pursue and look at, but we really need to dig a little deeper around this scale weight topic. Okay. I'm going to give you an example of one of the check-ins that I had with a client yesterday who actually showed me some of their data because they were in disbelief themselves Now, we've been working together for, I want to say, just shy of a year now. So, call it 2023 that we're kind of looking at this data from. We're obviously now in 2024, and these changes are taken from now. And the original, I guess, measurements that we're going to look at were from around 2019. Now, we can actually see from the measurements on chest, waist, hips, arms, legs, They are visibly larger in size. However, at this moment in time, they are one kilo heavier, but now they are significantly smaller. Okay, so I just want to like re-go over that. 2019, they were larger in size. And I'm not just talking like a little bit larger, I'm talking some significant drops, like over 50 centimeters down from this point. Okay. So this is 50 centimeters larger in size, but they are one kilo heavier now. Whilst being 50 centimeters down. Okay. And that, that throws me back to that first conversation around if this was to happen for you, does the scale really matter? Okay. And we're going to gonna dig deeper on that as well. So, this person in particular, off of their chest, they are one kilo heavier now, but they have lost 11 centimeters off their chest, 13 and a half centimeters off their waist, 12 centimeters off their hips, five centimeters off their arm, 11 centimeters off their legs. Okay, that's a total of 52.5 centimeters down with a one kilo increase in the scale. I hope you're catching my drift. So we're literally talking around two dress sizes on average here, smaller, but one kilo heavier. Another case of a client being five kilos heavier and actually being able to almost do up a dress she wasn't able to do when she was five kilos lighter. Okay, so again, she is physically smaller, but her scale weight has increased. We've also got the opposite side too, where I have clients that are physically smaller with the aim to build muscle and put on size, where they have increased the size of their body intentionally and increased their weight, by intentionally doing this and improving their confidence, their physique, you know, in other ways, rather than just being about downsizing. Okay. So we can weigh more and be happier with our body composition, our results, our behaviors, our life, and be way more fulfilled. And you would have heard it before. But muscle does weigh more than fat, okay? So you can decrease fat mass and you can increase muscle mass and your scale can barely budge. But when we look at that, you get all of the visual and physical health benefits of this change irrespective of that scale, okay? Now, arguably, the scales might not really be needed in all cases. And it is only one data point out of three that I'll typically look at when we're looking at scales, measurements, and photos. But I want to paint you the picture of places that you might need to step on a scale in just general day-to-day life. And rather than being shit scared, we want to flip that. Okay. So being shit scared in these situations isn't going to cut it because that's still going to have a bit of a chokehold. And remember how I said, we want to be fearless. So thinking about places you could be at a theme park. You could be at a water park. You could be at the doctor's. You could be going in for surgery. You might want to check your muscle mass and being on one of the body composition scanners. Maybe you want to weigh your luggage. So you weigh yourself, you jump off, you grab your luggage, you weigh yourself. Much easier than trying to use those handheld weights. Trust me, I know. We traveled around Europe. Anyway, maybe it's throughout pregnancy. Maybe you need to weigh a child, a dog. Maybe it's a sport that has a weight class, right? There's all these little places that this could pop up and it's like, can you just jump on that scale? Do you want that? All encompassing, shuddering, anxiety inducing body shake? Or would you rather just be like, yeah, no problem, jump on, jump off, and it not ruin your day? So, if you want to break free of that chokehold, then you're going to need to listen up. Okay. So, first of all, we're going to look at what the scale actually does. Okay. And it literally just measures the gravity towards the ground, right? And what it helps is estimate our macronutrient and our calorie requirements when we're looking at nutrition. And there's a whole bunch of different things that can actually impact our scale weight, okay? So, you can do these, you know, tests and things yourself, and I'll give you some examples. But if we look at some things that can actually impact our scale weight that aren't fat, okay, we could look at food, so the size of our meals. We could have had a really large meal the the night before, and we wake up, we're heavier. We could have had a very high salt meal, and, you know, we're having some extra water retention, we could have drank way more water the day before. Maybe we had a really poor sleep. Maybe it's that part of our menstrual cycle or other hormonal things going on. We could have been extremely stressed. We could have had a high carb meal. This is one of the biggest ones, right? And we see it time and time again when we're looking at calorie cycling. If we're doing, you know, six days at one calories, one day at a higher calorie, you are in like guaranteed to wake up heavier the following day, right? Because you're consuming more food we're typically consuming all carbohydrates. For every gram of carbohydrate, our body stores one to four grams of water. Okay. So you have an extra 25 grams of carbs. There's an extra 100 grams on the scale, right? So all these different things, all these things can impact our scale. Okay. So if we then have a look at the practical steps about what I actually do with my clients is we either remove it completely, and this is the scale, we remove it completely for a period of time and if we're reintroducing that, again, because we, we can't just avoid something forever, because as I mentioned before, there's going to be moments that these things are going to come up and we want to, you know, set that example for ourselves and hold ourselves that high standard and not always just be in a chokehold, right? And if we do reintroduce it, we're looking at it a minimum of three times a week. And honestly, more is better for averages. So that leads me into saying we're actually taking the average body weight, okay? And I'll, I will share with you a client example or a couple of client examples actually in a second. And I always want to ensure that we're doing it in the same environment, okay? Most often, this is after waking up and after going to the bathroom to get the most accurate data, okay? We can replicate this environment, you know, most accurately. If you're weighing yourself in the morning and weighing yourself in the evening, again, do it as a bit of an experiment if you'd like to do so. And you're going to be able to see with all the food that you eat during the day, all of the, you know, fluid and everything that you're drinking, you know, if you're in a really hot climate, like I can guarantee you we've all been puffy and gross by the end of the day when we are sweating like crazy, call it a 30, 40 degree day, right? And it's funny. I actually had a conversation with a family member who's, you know, said I-, I cheekily got on the scale. And I know you're only supposed to weigh yourself once a week, and that's actually not correct, especially for women or even night shift workers. Um, I have a, you know, a couple of shift workers within the team, uh, and you know, weighing yourself once a week isn't really going to give you an accurate reading. Okay, so we want to look at multiple times a week, and we actually want to take an average. And the reason for this is because we could catch ourselves on an upward fluctuation. One week, then we could catch ourselves on a downward fluctuation. Then we could catch ourselves on an upward fluctuation. And now we're going to think, oh, it went down, it went up, it went down, it went up. And depending on what phase you're in and what your goal that you're chasing at the moment, that could be very, very demotivating and derailing. So if we're looking at maintenance, that might look a little bit normal. But if we're looking at growth and we're seeing it go up, down, up, down, up, down, very inconsistent, that's frustrating. If we're in a fat loss phase, they're going up, down, up, down, up, down also very inconsistent and frustrating okay and progress as we know is never linear okay but when we're looking at these averages most of the time and when we're looking at all these fluctuations we can actually see that on average these things are improving and moving in the direction that we want to so i'm going to give you an example okay one of my clients you know i'm going to go over the last couple of weeks of data so if we look at monday she was sitting at 117.7 okay so she weighed herself on monday and then if she weighed herself on friday she would have been 117.1 yay 600 grams right because this client's in a fat loss phase woohoo but then if she weighed herself on tuesday the following week she was 117.4 right now higher okay so we went upward fluctuation downward fluctuation upward fluctuation and that it didn't because this woman has been building her mentality and that's what we do inside of my coaching but it could cause a fuck it moment, right? Because if she weighed herself on Wednesday instead, she would have been 117. So that's another 100 grams down, okay? Now, if we actually look at the averages for this client, last week, her average was down 1.7, okay? The following week, half uh, 0.5 was the average down. So we're seeing consistencies, okay? And again, I'm not even going to talk about, you know, comparing part, you know, week one of your cycle versus week other of your cycle. We can, you know, go down that rabbit hole, but just giving you this example, right, of this up, down, up, down, up, down. Another client example, okay? So we've got a three-week period here. So if she weighed herself on Monday, we are sitting in, weighing in at 64.9, okay? And if she weighs herself on Wednesday, she's 64.2. Again, this person's also in a fat loss phase, so yep, going down, yay. Then the following week, if she weighed herself on the Saturday, she was 64.5, so now we've gone upwards. But if she weighed herself on the Friday, it's going downwards. Okay, catching my drift here. So if we're associating it moving in a certain direction with how we're going to feel about our day, we are on like a slippery slope, thin ice, like not the vibe. Because then if we actually look, we can see her averages over the last three weeks have trended downwards as expected. We weighed in at 64.6, then 64.1, then 63.5. But there are variations between this, okay? Now, there's some people out there that are quite robotic. And I can guarantee you, if you pretty much woke up at the same time, went to bed at the same time, ate the same things, did the same things, had the same level of the stress – all of the same environments and and that's what we try to do be as boring and routine as possible when we're trying to achieve these results because that's going to provide the most linear result but it's not always the case okay and I know for myself that's not always the case there is a certain day of my week where my you know sleep is cut short sometimes by half an hour and that impacts the way that my scale will throw you know different parts of my menstrual cycle as i mentioned before so there's all these different variables we could be calorie cycling again that's going to throw numbers and things around We're going to see these trends over time and this is why data is so important and I work with a lot of data nerds who thrive in this environment and a lot you know that do have to overcome some fears and barriers around this stuff but I'm hope I'm painting a bit of a picture of like hey if we're just like going off one scale reading and then going like what the fuck okay these two examples both fat loss phases you know, we can see here the average data is trending down. It's moving in the right direction, but we're not just looking at this alone. We're also looking at photos and measurements in these cases, and these always tell a bigger picture. Because again, it could be part of that menstrual cycle where we're going to see, you know, extra fluid retention. We visibly see that throughout the photos and we can, you know, can point that out throughout the check-in process. So it's like, okay, understanding and learning more about your body. I literally, one of these women actually messaged me, you know, I think it was just the other day saying like, it's so, it's so refreshing learning so much about my body and understanding, you know, what to predict and what to expect. And, you know, rather than everything just taking a bit of a a chokehold. Now, I've sort of talked a little bit about like what can impact it. We can have a look at some data, you know, that is really, really helpful. And, and again, having an objective eye like a coach to review this with you. So you're not just like, oh, why is it going up and down? Why is it going up and down? But the questions that you want to ask yourself, okay, is do you have some certain beliefs around the scales moving down being a positive thing? Okay, because a lower scale weight isn't always the goal. And I know for some, you know, especially women around my age and older, uh, it was a very like, you know, even my mum's generation, right, that it was just like smaller, 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 skinnier, eat less, do this, you know, tiny, 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 right? So if we've got some beliefs around that, we're going to have to look at challenging some of those because that could very well be, you know, sabotaging us from the results that we want to achieve if you're trying to be a fitter, stronger, you know, more vitality, more energy, more gym performance, all of these things, your scales moving down could actually be taking you further away from your goal, okay? So, depending on the phase that you're in. But asking yourself the question, right? If your scale remained the same, however, your skin was incredible, your energy was amazing, you felt A million dollars when you would wake up in the morning. Your energy's through the roof. You're in the gym. You're performing well. Everything's moving well. Your lifts are going up. You're seeing more visible muscle mass, more definitions coming through. We're seeing lines being created, right? Our strength, our physique, our competence amazing. But we're seeing an extra kilo on the scale. Does that matter now? Does that actually matter, right? We gave that example before. Someone is over 50 centimeters down, but one kilo heavier can guarantee you she could not give two flying fucks, for lack of better words, around those scales because what she's experiencing for herself, her life, her confidence, her energy, her health far outweighs that. But if we flip that on the other side of things and go, okay, we saw our scale move down, but we're out, we're out all night, we're not sleeping, our mental health in the toilet, we're bloated all the time. Our digestion is off. Our skin's terrible. We feel lethargic. We've got brain fog. We feel yuck and gross every morning when we wake up. We feel like we're on the verge of getting sick, left, right, and center, but the scale went down a kilo. Are you going to be really happy with that? Okay. And if you are, probably not the right podcast for you, but I would also encourage you to do a lot more deep dive into that and potentially, you know, with all due respect, seek out some extra psychological support because that isn't health, right? So if your behaviours are matching your goals and your values and the scale is just doing its thing, but you're incredibly happy, you're seeing these physical changes, you've got all these non-scale victories that are happening, Everything's moving in the right direction in terms of your health and your life. Isn't that what you want, right? Okay, throwing it back to that original consultation rather than just going, I just want to weigh less. Usually it's a lot deeper than that. And if we're talking about specific fat loss, we can be the exact same scale weight and have fat loss. Gave that example earlier. So some things to try if you are having a bit of a battle with the scale, like I mentioned, is having a bit of a mental check-in prior to jumping on the scale, okay? Having a look at how do I feel about myself now? You know, sometimes this is in the form of putting a post-it note on your scale to remind yourself, okay? Because if we feel amazing, we're looking in the mirror going, heck, yeah, look at that definition coming through. I've done that before, right? I'm like, yes, I'm feeling good. Photos are looking good. Measurements are looking good. Jump on the scale. and I'm like, oh, that, that wasn't what I expected to see, but that leads me to the next thing, Just thanking it and practicing gratitude and non-attachment, moving on. Thanks for the data, moving on with my day. I know it can sound a little bit woo-woo, but just being appreciative. Whatever it says, cool. Thank you for the information. I'm going to pop it down and move forward. And then practicing that non-attachment, whether the scale goes up or whether the scale goes down, no celebration. Just acknowledging, okay, cool. And then having a look at all your other data points to give you the measurement on success. So, looking at actual measurements, looking at actual photos, looking at gym performance, looking at skin, digestion, all of these things, okay? And another thing that you can try if you're feeling up to it is literally get on the scale, go and have a meal, drink a liter of water, and then get back on the scale. You're going to be heavier. None of which, if we're talking about equating our energy balance, our macros, our micros, our calories in, our calories out, okay? We know that it's not fat. You need to drink, I need to drink, or well, you can drink them, but you can. You need to consume, I should say, eat or drink, you need to consume 7,700 calories over your maintenance, okay? It's a, it's a lot of food, over your maintenance to see a kilo of fat. So if you do that experiment, you go and have a meal, you go and have a liter of water, and then you get back on the scale and it's gone up a kilo, probably, roughly, could be more, depending on what you're eating and doing. It's not fat, okay? This is a few little experiments, right? Being really, really intentional. And, and again, this is, you know, like I said, we kind of pull this out for a period of time sometimes, then we reintroduce in the right environment because we don't want to just take, you can't just avoid things forever because they're always going to have this, you know, little dark side over you. It's like embracing the challenges and the fear and breaking through that. And often what I'll see is we take it away for a period of time. We focus on all the, Im- another, all the other amazing things that are going on. And then when we reintroduce it, we can even accelerate some of these goals. Yes, we can achieve results and goals without these, without the scale is what I'm talking about. But you're here listening to this for a reason, because you're like, I need to break away from this BS. Okay. So some of my takeaway tips from this podcast episode, and it did go a little longer than expected, but hey, if you know me, that's that's pretty common, pretty standard, okay? So some of the takeaway tips, your average scale or nothing, okay? We're not just taking it once a week. We're looking at the averages a minimum of three times a week and taking the average. Have a look at doing it daily. You'll you'll see a lot of information about yourself and learn a lot as well. Having a look at your behaviors and your actions, and are you taking aligned action with your goals? And if not, then that's probably the issue, not the scale, the way that you're feeling like ick about yourself. Okay, so having a look at that. Tracking multiple data points. Okay, so looking at other non scale metrics, you know, how happy we feel, our mental health, our stress, the way that our clothes fit, our energy levels, our gym performance, our photos all of these amazing things. PBs, they're pretty good signs. Shit is going well. We're waking up feeling energized. Okay. A lot of this stuff that we do track inside of my coaching as well. And then final one is checking in with yourself before getting on the scale. So how do you feel about your body before getting on the scale? And then how can a piece of equipment determine to you for you to feel a different way? What are you attaching with that? Okay. Because I can tell you now, the weight that I currently am, I am two dress sizes smaller than when I was at this weight many, many years ago. I visibly have way more muscle mass. I'm so much stronger and fitter. You know, back to the other data points, and sorry to go around in circles a little bit, but, you know, things like resting heart rate improvements, VO2 max improvements, all of these other metrics that we can look at, okay? So there's some of the takeaways. Average scales are nothing multiple times a week. Are we actually taking aligned actions? Are our behaviors matching where we're trying to go? If not, that's probably the issue. Tracking other data points. So having a look at all these areas, there's heaps of wins to be taken if you're looking in the right places. Making sure that your expectations align with the phase that you're in. If you're in a growth phase trying to put on muscle mass and see the scale go up, it going downwards is actually negative. Like you're going backwards, right? And then checking in with yourself before getting on the scale. How do you feel now? Same way to feel after. Okay, bring yourself back there. I do hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, concerns, anything like that, you know where to find me. Reach out in the DMs. If you enjoyed this episode, I would absolutely love and appreciate it if you did share on your stories and threw me a little tag at PT with Re. And until next one. Thank you for listening to the You But More Powerful podcast. If you're determined to continue to expand and grow and reach heights you never thought were possible, you'll want to make sure you're subscribed so you'll never miss out on a single episode. If you loved today's, I would absolutely love your feedback and to see you tag at you, but more powerful underscore podcast on Instagram. See you guys in the next episode.